0: erased. So, so uh, the last parasha in the Torah the last parasha in the Torah is Rizot Bracha, which is special it's the bracha or the collection of Brachot that are given by Moshe Rabbeinu <coughs> to the various tribes. But that parasha which we read on Simchat Torah every year is introduced by curious psukim. And it's those two curious psukim that we want to look at today. Actually, it's the second. The first two psukim in the parasha, Vizot HaBrachah, Asher Berach Moshe, Isha, Elokimit, V'nei Yisrael, Lepnei Moto. Rashi says that Lepnei Motom means Samuchu and not before he died. Everything Moshe HaVeinu did, he did before he died. So Rashi explains to us that moto means samuch, near. He's about to die. That's what Rashi says. Shemloach shav e You ever hear that? It's one of the things that kind of got into uh, general culture. shav If not now, when? So Moshe Rabbeinu is saying to himself, I better do it. I don't have much time left vizot Rashi brachah Rashi creates a dilemma. And the dilemma is that why was it that Moshe Rabbeinu waited until he was about to die to give this bracha to B'nai Yisrael. I mean, he could have done it earlier. Rashi, we inherit the dilemma from Rashi, but Rashi doesn't help us explain it. He just says that if a person allows things to go, and you find that you don't have time, so then naturally, uh, you better get going. That's what Rashi says. Now the second, but this pasuk is relatively simple, and almost comprehensible. You know that the Maharal says, the Maharal was very unhappy that they taught children Chumash with Rashi, with Rashi's commentary. And the Maharal said, that in his opinion, Rashi's commentary is very deep and profound and raises issues that the children can't possibly understand so for example this is like a good example Rashi raised an issue why did did Moshe Rabbeinu wait until he was almost dead to do this which sounds very important bracha (coughs) so I mean it's true if you if you I, mean, I don't know what the answer is. <laughs> I don't know what the answer is so if children learn this question from Rashi, they may come out disappointed at the uh, what the Torah is saying. I think that's what the morale meant. but if you look at Rashi carefully, Rashi not only solves problems but creates them, and in the creation of problems, you have to have a lot of um, have a lot of wherewithal to solve those problems. You can't just uh, so here we are, the second parshah, Va'yoynar, and he Moshe Rabbeinu said, and he said a series of phrases that are hard to understand. Hashem, Yud Kevaf, Hashem, Mitznayva, Mitznayva. I mean, we understand the words came from Sinai. Did you ever, uh, did you ever imagine that God came from Sinai? This pasuk is in the parasha of the Zot Bracha, since the Torah was given to B'nai Yisrael. And we read it every single year. In fact, according to Amin Hag, we read it endlessly, <laughs> again and again and again. And I'm going to show you that there's this pasuk that we read again and again and again at the beginning of the Zotabracha, Bracha, which doesn't mean anything. It's totally incomprehensible. Hashem Sinai ba. Hashem ba misinai. Hashem ba min ha That's what it says in the chumash. This ba Second, zarach me se'ir lamo. So the word lamo, if we were into that, we would say it's a kind of a, a, a antiquated form of lahem. Right? It's, it's, it's like a, an alternate form of the pronoun lahem which is generally not used, but could be used, and here it is. Why? Nobody knows. Zarach. What is Zarach? Zarach is a... I don't know. The, the sun comes up. That's called Zricha. Light. You have this impression of light moving, of more light. That's Zarach. we say Seir. Seir. What's Seir? Seir, Har Seir, is the territory of... A serf. so zarach may say ir lamo. What does that have to do with Hashem mi sinai Ba What does that? What does do with anything? What is Hothia? The next clause, Hothia mi har Paran. Paran, Paran was the place of Yisrael. Paran was the place of Yisrael. What is Hothia? Mi hofiyah. Hashem the Paran. I have no recollection of that if you do you can tell me ofia B'paran the atah me read about Kodish atah sounds like an Aramaic word (coughs) which is usually spelled Aleph Toph Aleph in Aramaic at least in the word the text that we have atah in Aramaic means Ba Ba like we have already Hashem is Sinai Ba uh, so let's assume that that's what the word Ata means. I don't know. Why should there be an Aramaic word in the middle of everything? I mean, I don't know. Ata. river vote Kodesh. Okay, Kodesh. I know what Kodesh is. What's river vote? What's river vote? River it's, rivavot. it's rivavot. is 10,000. River vote is many 10,000. What, what, what is this talking about? Me, me no me we no on his right who's the antecedent who are we talking about? Hashem so here the passage says that Hashem has a right side if Hashem is has a right side so Hashem has a left side that's called anthropomorphism in other words they're saying that God looks like something you could distinguish the right and the left I mean, maybe I don't know what God looks like, but uh, usually God, why well, would we God have a right side or a left side or any side, you know? We know, then you have this this problem. It's written, Esh, that, and then the word lamo again. Now, Esh means fire, and fire reminds me of the word Zarach. But dat oddly enough, as far as I know, is a Persian word. The Datehem shall notes we call up. Who said that? Ham to Khazrah. And Datahem are the way they do act religiously. That's what data, what means. It's the 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 religious regulations of the Jews are different shall not be ko'am. that was a Ta'ana against them it's always a Ta'ana anti-Semitic and anti-other <coughs> they're different different is already a Ta'ana but as, as we all know that nobody likes very different Maybe a little different I can put up with but very different so I have a Pasuk <coughs> Eish means fire. That means regulations. Me, me, no. The fire of the law, the rule. lahem. Again, that word. So Rashi tries to clear this up. And Rashi says, HaShem <coughs> Ni patach tchila b'shivchos ol makom, Moshe Rabbeinu, Moshe Rabbeinu. We're saying this pasuk. He's telling a story. So patach b'shivchos ol makom. What shivchos ol makom? Rachak patach b'tzolchehem shon Yisrael. What does this sound like? What does it sound like? Like davening, right? How do you daven? First shavach. First, you say things about God, about heaven. And then you ask for whatever you have to ask for. That's davening. So, So, see, Moshe Rabbeinu is davening. Moshe Rabbeinu is davening. the praise that Moshe Rabbeinu began with, so this praise that he chose, praise which reflects positively upon B'nai Yisrael. And this is all in order to find favor. And this is uh, Moshe Rabbeinu wants to find favor. This is what he's saying. He's saying, these people, he's saying to God, these people, B'nei Yisrael, are worthy. Shekachu alehem g'racha. Right? So what was the praise? What was the shevach that was the praise of B'nei Yisrael that Moshe Rabbeinu said? So you have to continue with Rosh. Hashem Sinai bach. That's what the Pasuk says. Yetzal ikratam. God came out to greet them. Kshba baled yatzay be'tachtita har kechatan ayatzel like bnei kalah where God was like a chatan and bnei Yisrael were like the kalah. So now, lekrat ha'elokin, lavmadnu sheyatzan ki negdam. So now, Hashem li'sinay ba. Where does Hashem li'sinay ba? It was an act of love. Right? It's an act of love. This is something that Rashi doesn't have trouble with. If you read the Rashi on, the, on Shira Shirin, you have to Pesah. You read the Rashi on Shira Shirin. that's how Rashi understands Shir Shirin. Right? It's God's love for the name Yisrael. God comes out. But here, what, what Moshe Abenu is telling us is something that we didn't know. Because we know that God came from heaven down on Har Sinai as a cloud, but we did not know that God came towards Bnei Yisrael when they came to Har Sinai, and that's what Sinai <coughs> God means. And that comes from the Pasuk in Shemot Likrat Ha'elukim. That Bnei Yisrael came towards God. But really, now Moshe Rabbeinu is telling us that it means that God... Came towards them. I mean, like you know, any physicist will tell you that they're both the same. Uh, it doesn't matter if you go there or if there comes here. It, it, like it's the same. You see it. The same. You see the same thing. It's like an illusion. <coughs> okay. Now the pasuk says, say lamo." Like remember Rashi's position that basically Moshe Rabbeinu is now speaking Sheva these are words of Shemach which include praise for B'nei Yisrael it says what's in Shepakach HaTorah the first thing that happened before modern Torah Zarach, Miseir lahem. back then the light of the Torah came to Esav and God said to Esav do you want the Torah? Rashi says the Loratsu. So therefore, it contains praise for God, that God was willing to give the Torah to anybody who wanted it, and it contains praise for Israel, for B'nai Israel, because the Aesov people didn't want the Torah. But right? so when they don't want it, so we look better. Because if God had given the Torah to B'nai Israel straight away, and the Esau would have taken the Torah, so, so everybody would say, Look, oh, it's to a Torah, it's a good deal, it's a, it's a skulah, it's a treasure. You want it to us, we would have taken it. But this way, this way it looks like all the reasonable people in the world didn't want the Torah. So that the Israel taking the Torah look even better. They look better than, the, so that's the Sheva. That's the Sheva. The ata. Right, the next, the uh, Hophia oh Rashi, I'm sorry, Hophia oh, hard Harparan. Shalach Shamu Patach Lebnei the first B'nai Esav then B'nai Yishmael I mean both of these are the sons of Avraham Avinu like Ishmael the son of Avraham and Yisab the son of Yitzchak so they they should have been uh, they should have been able to tell that the Torah was a worthy thing because after all they grew up with the Torah to some extent and they knew that the Torah was coming to the world. The Atta, the Israelite River Vote Kodesh. Atta, the Yisraeli, came to B'nei Yisrael and River Vote Kodesh. So what's River Kodesh? <coughs> I told you, River Vote, tens of thousands, or many ten thousands. Kodesh, we don't know. The Mo-Mikzat River Vote, Malachai Kodesh. Here's Raji. Rashi I says, Kodesh. That means Malachai Kodesh. I mean, you see Rashi. Well, what do you mean it means Malachi? It doesn't mean Malachi Kodesh, it means Kodesh. I think Rashi say it means Malachi Kodesh? Because Rashi is going to make sense out of the Torah. Right? And if he has to use Chazal, he's going to use Chazal to make sense out of the Torah. There's no, uh, there's no mystery left. There can't be a mystery left that when Rashi finishes explaining. I mean, he had missed me before. In Yisrael, we a we The of may never Kodesh. may. May means, not all of them, but amongst, but from the tremendous number of Kodesh that exists. Some were there. So who is this praise of? Rata mei rivivot kodesh. Praise of Hashem. Hashem could have shown them all the rivivot kodesh, but Hashem did not. Rata mei kodesh. Shema ekol Kubot, That's what a who shows all of his glory beyond yom chupato. God did not do that. May rivivot kodesh. Then finally, Eishidat. Shaita, Esh Dat. Dat, I told you, is Torah. It's the rules of the Torah. It's the laws, it's another word for the Torah. Esh, Esh means fire. How do you get the Torah and the fire together? So Rashi says, Shaita ketuva me'az, great theological position. We know that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is understood by Chazal as having the Torah the Torah was used as the blueprint for the creation, whatever that might mean. And so God had the Torah. So Rashi says, Now this is a notion that the Ramban uses. Here you see Rashi uses means if you look at the Torah, you see something. And that's something that you see is comprehensible, and that's the ash Hashora. But if you could look beyond that, you'd see the ash. You'd see the ash Ash means impenetrable, or we're not capable of getting to the bottom of it. So we have to understand that if Chazal say if Chazal said that the Torah pre-existed creation and that God had the Torah before creation it wasn't exactly the Torah that God gave us but it was the Torah that was written the Esh Levana it was the Torah that could only be comprehended by God it was not the Torah that could be comprehended by anyone that's the Esh Shechorah. right? that's the Esh Shechorah. so Again, like now I read the Rashi, right? I read the Rashi, I read the Pesach, the right? God came towards B'nai Yisrael, So it's like pieces. But we don't know exactly what the pieces come together as. So approximately a thousand years later, the Svata and Wrote on this topic, and that's what we want to. That's what we want to take a look at. The just the shvatimah, <coughs> There is a passage in Mishlei that's quoted in the Medrash at the beginning of variant Marpe Lashon, Eitz Chayim, the cure of Lashon which means the tongue or language, It's a tree of life. Tria. It's a tree of life. My wife says I should speak louder. So I'll try. It's very rare that anybody's wife tells him that he should speak louder. So I don't want to miss out on this opportunity. So the measure says, Medju says, Ma Lashon Eight Chayim Zaposuk. That's how the Medj starts. And then he says, Hatora, Ma Taat Alashon, Eightchayim, Torah, Ma Ta'at Alashon, that somehow Torah fixes lashon. Well, we sort of got the idea, but we haven't got the exact meaning. B'ru'enya. So the Esfart Rames says, listen, Fayyua means, listen. He said, do you know what Mishneh Torah is? What's Mishneh Torah? The Book of Dvarim. Everybody knows that the Book of Dvarim is different than the other four books of the Torah. This difference was noted by endless numbers of people beginning with Chazal. <laughs> I, include, I include, of course, Spinoza, who noticed it very well. <coughs> and also the Abarganel, who also noticed it very well. And it depends how you look at it. Well, it depends what a priori position you adopt. If your a priori position is that the Torah is the Torah. You know, what kind of uh, interpretation is your a priori position like Spinoza's position was that the Torah is not the Torah but it's something else. So your way of understanding is different. Now the I <coughs> may have known about Spinoza. I have no idea. But he disagreed with him. And he thought that the Torah was the Torah. That's Spinoza. I mean, that's the Spinoza. Anyway, so he says this. Everyone understands that the book of Devarim is Moshe Rabbeinu's book. And when I say it's Moshe Rabbeinu's book, I mean it's a kind of Torah Shabao Peh for the Torah Shebiktava. It's all written. So we know that the Gemara, that the Mishnah, that's Torah Sheva Al-Pay. But it's all written down and printed. That you buy it as a book. And the fact that it's written down doesn't matter. <coughs> so that the book of Tvarim, according to the Svat's MS, is the Torah of al in the chamishahum Chumchei Torah. Who wrote that Torah al Moshe Rabbeinu. And that's what he says. He says... Mishneh Torah hazeh, hu bechina Torah shuharpeh, asher diber Moshe. Asher diber Moshe, is the first posse in Dibarim. Asher diber Moshe. The first, take the first letter of every word, asher Aleph, diber Dalit, Moshe Men. Rashi Tevot Adam. Rashi Tevot Adam does that mean so what if it's Adam it could be anything it could be banana what do we have to do with what we're talking about so the the so Adam says Kihu hu ha-adam to know cheskel adam atem in other words in some way for man slash woman to become the best that they could be they have to create Tarash Baal that's what Moshe Rabbeinu did Moshe Rabbeinu said to them look Tarashe is not sufficient you need a Tarashe he was teaching them <laughs> and not only that it's not only my idea but God wants us to be as much us as we can be and the way to do that is to learn Torah. That's what the Surat says. She'alav <speaking in Hebrew> ne'emah. Because about Adam, it is said, Va'yipach b'apav nefesh chayim, right? God breathed into his nose. Right? And then Va'yihi, with nefesh chayah, and the Pasuk is translated by Unkel, who says, <speaking in> Ru'ach <Hebrew> me'malela. Rokhman Malala means spirit, speaking. So what, <laughs> what is it that man makes a man a man and not a cockroach? The fact that he can talk. The fact that he can speak. That's the primary quality. That's the primary quality. Now it's true that people who run uh, races think that what makes a man a man is that he runs fast. But according to the Sata, net, what does it is the fact that you could talk. And that's what Oculus says. says, translates it as Ruach Everybody knows that because Oculus usually translates things literally. And this is very unliteral. Sha'alzeh Nivra Adam. Hamidaber. Why was man created speaking? Because through speaking he can actualize himself. He can be the best. How does he become the best? He talks about the Torah. He creates the Torah Shabbat. That's the ultimate kind of speech. Like right? it's true that most people grunt. How are you uh Where are going, ah, people grunt, right, but the Torah, the way he understands it is that the capacity to speak is designating, it makes you into a person, then you have to speak the right thing, you have to speak things that are worth speaking, and the right thing to speak according to (coughs) him is Torah, you'll see k'mosheh uh, katub amzu yatsar ki a in amzu b'nei yisrael you know what that posseg teaches you? amzu besides what the Svahometh says amzu Zion is how many? seven six is how many? I mean vav is seven I'll give you the answer Zion is seven vav is and together 13 that's the source for a bar mitzvah that pasuk is the source for having a bar mitzvah like making a little party at because it's not just that you got to the age but you became a real person that's the drasha. but here the sfatim says not saying that he's saying uh. he's saying that this is what makes a person into a person Bechina tzorashim al-peh Lo-tsim ipi mil i li lili la i la i Gatuv Atem edai Another pasuk in Yisheel The same... Uh, 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 the same... Eric Atem edai You are my witnesses What do you mean you are my witnesses? You are my witnesses to what? what? What are we witnesses of? Well, we're witnesses that God created the world. How are we witnesses that God created the world? If we weren't there. We can't say, I was there when God created the world. I saw it being done. We can't say that. So, what is it that makes us witnesses? What makes us witnesses to the creation of the world? Because we're the best in the creation. In other words, and the way to become the best in the creation is to become God-like. And the way to become God-like is to learn the Torah. So, there you have it. I mean, for those of you who are willing to accept it, that's a proof. That's a proof that God created the world because, because while it's true that uh, that evolution seems to say that things get better, but it could also have been devolution. Like, things could have kept getting worse. You know, like people had the fish who were swimming in the water. They could have lost their fins and just, like, like drain around instead of climbing out of the water and starting to walk. I mean, who says it had to be that way I mean it was that way but it was that way because there was a point to it And the point was that we were learning the to Torah that's the way the Spatamet understands what is going on and then he goes on and says The <laughs> hakoach I call it the first word on a line it's the fifth line Zeh Mushrash Ish Yisrael B'frat every single Jew has the opportunity to improve himself, to be better, to be a better creation. How do you become a better creation? You say the words of Torah, because the essence of who you are is <coughs> connected to what you say. And so the Chavetz Chaim was very concerned about people who say lashon and Hora, who speak lashon and Hora. He was concerned about that, not only because it's Osir, to speak Russian her which I mean, which it is, but because people who speak Russian her are not the kind of people who the Torah people should be. That's what the Chovetz Chaim was worried about. The Chovetz Chaim, after all, you know, was a Kohen, and he was very concerned about uh, getting the Beit HaMikdash back in working order so that he could become one of the Kohanim. And he knew <laughs> that, that that was dependent on the quality of the speech of B'nai Yisrael. The quality of speech, you know, there's no way to stop Russian Horror. There's no way to stop Lashon Horror unless you think there's a better option. You know, we can let him from Morgan, as they say. You know, you can talk to you blue in the face about Lashon Horror. It doesn't do much. Because Russian hara is great, it's fun, it's interesting, it uh, it appeals to my lesser instincts. Like you know, oh, he did that. Oh, that's what happened. Oh, wow! I really feel I didn't do that. I'm mean, like, can really feel good about that. So there's no way to stop me from having yushalayim and have these uh, lashon hara kinusim. Every year they get together, so I always wa- I I wanna know whether you have to prove that you speak Russian horror during the year in order to get in. Right? But apparently you don't have to because it's a it's a double bar that everybody speaks Russian horror. So you don't have to. You don't have to be embarrassed to go to the keynotes of Russian horror because because the people who don't go are probably not truthsayers besides Russian horror so in other words this koach that you have tibur that can be used for like a higher purpose like like if you ask somebody uh, some Buddhist who meditates uh, you say how's meditation? he says it's the greatest I don't talk about anything I don't think about anything I mean, the most wonderful thing imaginable I walk up to the Jews and the Jews say no you have to think about things you have to talk about them but you have to talk about things that are emotional Alarm! You can't talk about if you talk about Hara, you lose. So so for people who talk Hara, meditation is a good idea. But they're not gonna do it. Right? The old people who meditate are people who don't want to talk to anybody else. And so that's a separate problem. So Debur is what makes you special. And since Debur makes you special, you have to make sure that the Debur that you engage in is special and the way you do that is by learning Torah that's the way we do it <coughs> when you rehearse <coughs> or you learn Torah when you learn Torah and you have other people to talk to about the Torah so that becomes your mode of speech so it's not like you're afraid to talk Russian Hora but like every other Midah Tova you have to in order to, to overcome the Midah you have to really feel that the Midah Tovah is better it's a better deal <coughs> so if you want to overcome kavod if you want to be able to say I'm not interested I don't care where I sit, I don't care where I stand I don't care what people I, I'm not interested in that you have to have something else that you are interested in so what are you interested in? so what are you interested in? so if you don't ask the Chovetz Chaim what are you interested in? So they would say, I'm standing before God. Better deal. Better deal. If I have a choice between standing before God or standing on a high platform amongst my friends, I'd rather do God. But that you have to work on that. have to work on that, but you can't just negate yourself. That, that doesn't work. That's, I wouldn't say it's silly, but it doesn't work. It's like, sometimes things come to your awareness through... Uh, uh, the kind of Musa that people give or get, but really, that, it's not the issue. The issue is not, are you doing something wrong, can you stop doing it? But, can you find something better to do? And if you find something better do, you're going to you, can you do it. Indeed, you know that there are people in the world who are given the choice between talking Rosh Hashanah and learning a Nima, really would rather learn the Nima. Not because it's a palliative. Not because it's Akimol against Lush and harp, but because it's just a better thing. They like it better. Imagine uh, imagine that? You can like things that are right and good. You have to work at it. So, here we are. Uh, vizet. The last word on the fourth line is Vizet. Mid ore be koch ha esek b'torah she bichdav bechol ait shemiyagim b'torah yegati He says that this is from the Torah. This opportunity exists in the Torah. She bichdav yegati matzati hukhanal. She mid ore koch ha mutba b'adam al yidehayigia. So really, he's talking about this idea of yigia. Everybody knows that learning Torah is an effort you have to work at it you have to so 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 the Svetlana is saying why why do you have to work at Torah why couldn't it just come easily to you why couldn't it just you know everybody walk around and the Torah just drops into the head like without any any effort at all why do I have to learn the halachot of lulav and etrog and sukkah every year over again to make sure it's right? why couldn't I just have learned it 20 years ago once and be done with it because what you're interested in, according to the Met, is not just how do you build a sukkah or is this a kosher luav? But you're interested in generating, you in generating what he calls shemit adam um, that, that you will be able to impress on yourself the Torah that that comes through the idea to make yourself into a Torah person that's hard work to understand this or that or to know which heer is a better and which you know who eats here and who eats there and and, and which new is in the Bible that's easy but to be somehow connected to the torah that's hard so now he goes back to the book of Devarim and with this basic idea he's going to explain what the book of Devarim is. So, Har Sinai was not only the place where B'nai Yisrael received the Torah, but it was also the place where B'nai Yisrael became B'nai Yisrael which meant that the Israel understood that if they work hard with the Torah, they will become the best of people. They will be the best of creation. He says, uh, and, and when they achieve this, then came the Book of Dvarim which begins with the words Shinim the call to Moshe Moshe Beko. That came from God. And the Debur came from Moshe Rabbeinu Deber, Loktif. Not the word dibar. Rak, what word is in the Pasuk? Moshe yidaber Which sounds like the future. No Moshe dibar. But Moshe Yidaber. What is Moshe Yidaber? What does that mean? Yidaber, remes. Al Misne Torah, Eila Hadvarim. That's what the Torah meant when it started the book of Dvarim with Eila Hadvarim. Moshe Yidaber. Hashem Yaminu Moshe will show you how Torah is created. We call that Torah Shav Of course, it's limited it has to follow the rules of the Torah Shurikhtah but Moshe Rabbeinu himself is going to do that that's part of the Matan Torah <coughs> part of the Matan Torah ambience what happened as Matan Torah God gave the Torah to Israel. Yisrael Bede Israel discovered that they could be special Moshe Rabbeinu continued throughout the desert teaching them that Torah and finally Eila Hadvarim which is a remez goes back to Matan Torah where it says (laughs) Moshe yidaber ferokin ya'anemu bikol kimon mishnele melech Haman you know was the mishnele melech meaning he was like the melech but not quite the melech and that's what Dvarim is Eila Dvarim they're like the Torah but not quite key Madrigod rabot there are many levels of Torah understanding. To Moshe katuv Moshe Kibel Muserah and the beginning of Pirkei Avot. Moshe the So Moshe Rabbeinu is the one who received the Torah from God himself. He's number two. What we call Torah Shabbet Tzorichi you tell me Torah You have to work harder at Torah Alpeh because Torah Shmi is a kind of a mystery. You've got to straighten it out. The most you do, Someday that's a good thing to learn. The ki Kol Kabalat Aya Right first What's Nitziat Nitzayim? Hard. It's hard on Benei they were slaves. They couldn't daven. Finally, Moshe Rabbeinu got them out of the Adamic tribe. Mitzrayim. <laughs> Before Torah, the book of Devarim, there were wars, and Og, and they were Masaot, the travels in the desert for 38 years. So the way he sees Jewish history, irrespective of why the made Yisrael in particular were drained around in the desert for 38 years, according to the Svatanet, they had to learn, they had to go through a course, a major course in sociology, well, I think when I went to college, there was something called psychotos. Like, if you didn't want to do this, and you do not want to do that, you could do it together. <coughs> I didn't want to do this, I didn't want to do that, I didn't want to do it together. So, but I remember that I was listening to catalog that way. It's so according to the Svaternit. The make you can look at all history. From different points of view, you can look at the history from the point of view, of am what did Am Yisrael do in the desert? What did Am Yisrael do in the Iron Folk view? There's history, right? There were wars. There were miracles. I mean, that's history. But you could also look at history from the point of view of the effect that that history has on the individual or on the community. Sometimes that's called sociology. Uh, you can call it whatever you want. So what does this fast say? He says, it's true that it looks like history, Jewish history, was the result of accidental events. Like they decided to listen to the Miraglim, They decided to listen to the Muraglim, and, and so they couldn't go to Israel. so they dragged around for 38 years. Svat <laughs> doesn't see it that way. He says, whether something is a punishment or a uh, benefit is a Hechatimza. Like again the same thing, the same thing can happen to you. Say one person say great, and other person say great. Oh, okay. right? You know, two people want to go to college, and the, the advisor says to them, uh, you know, to one you, you're going to go to, a, you can only get into a poor college, and he gets into a middle class college. And The advisor says the other guy you can get to a great college, and he gets into the same middle class college, the same middle level college. So one says. Oh, what a blessing. And the other one says, oh, what a disappointment. So there's no, even an event that happened. So it doesn't matter that it was a punishment, but it had to happen. That's what the Svatka meant. That's what history is. History is what had to happen. Whether it's a punishment or a boon. That depends on, on, on who you are, what you're looking at, what you're thinking about, right? That, that's what makes the difference. So he says, B'nai Yisrael were in the desert. And things happened to them. And these things have to happen to them. Yitzhak Mitzrayim, Matan Torah, the, 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 the punishment of 38 years, the war against Sichon, no, they had to happen. <laughs> because they impressed upon the Israel that the challenges of life are profound and those challenges can only be met by delving into the Torah and when they understood that they had to delve into the Torah Moshe Abedin came to the conclusion they understood it he started teaching them Torah about that the words of Moshe Rabbeinu, Eila HaDivarin, the Torah that Moshe Rabbeinu derived from the Torah. The Torah that Moshe Rabbeinu learned from the Torah. That's Eila, that's Eila HaDivarin. And then he says, five lines from the bottom, Medrash Mulchiach Adam Achreichei Tsa. That's a Apostate Mishnah, he said Moshe Rabbeinu Mimachlik Lashon Bil'am (coughs) <coughs> now let's look at the L'chein, I'm sorry, three lines at the bottom. nekama in, in, in other words, Moshe Rabbeinu, this is the example that Tzvat Ahmed gives. What's the story of Bilam? What's the story of Bilam? Well, what was going on? What do you need Bilam for? What does he have to be in the Torah? what, what do we have to know what Bilam said? I mean it was God who said it, put it into Bilam's mouth. So why does Bilam get a byline in the Torah? I mean, who needs Bilam? So Sakanette says, Zem Moshe Rabbeinu five months in the bottle. Zem Moshe Rabbeinu me machlik le shon In other words, Bil showed everybody how great Moshe Abeinu was. Because Everybody thought, you know, Moshe Rabbeinu, he's a Navi. He, he's the great prophet. Great prophets don't have any problems. They do the right thing because that's the way they are. Is not going to change what you I mean, uh, Moshe Rabbeinu? I mean, I'm not like Moshe Rabbeinu. He's not a model for me. So, of all came up. Who is was He was a Navi. Just like Moshe Rabbeinu. But he couldn't control his inclinations. He wanted to make money. He wanted to satisfy Balak. It was the fact that he was a navi (coughs) that did not modify his behavior. And so, as a result of Bilam, only as a result of Bilam, people understood who Moshe Rabbeinu was, because they thought before that Moshe Rabbeinu was chained into being Moshe Rabbeinu. That was it. That was his thing. The <coughs> <coughs> well, Lord Bill of and explains to B'nai Yisrael that Moshe Rabbeinu, he had to overcome. Even Moshe Rabbeinu had to overcome. Had to beat the devil within him. Rikashe, he says, This is how the Sfatimah says it. She so says, everybody understands. But what do I have to know about Bil'am? That Bil'am was a bad guy. Moshe Rabbeinu was a good guy. He says, The wickedness of Bil'am is what made Moshe Rabbeinu for us. <coughs> we understood that Moshe Rabbeinu <coughs> was not a captive of his mission it wasn't that God said get them there and Moshe Rabbeinu couldn't do anything else <laughs> it was rather that Moshe Rabbeinu was able to f- create Moshe Rabbeinu out of himself and that Bil'am was not able to do Achar Bil'am it was only after people understood who Moshe Abenu really was. And that happened after they defeated Bil'am and killed him. And then Moshe Rabbeinu said, And now I'm going to tell you the sublime secret, which is Tarash Aba'opeh. That we're not stuck here with the Tarash Abichtaf. We're not forever sitting in the same place. But we're the people of Tarash Aba'opeh. We count. We make it. We turn it into what we want it to be. And so he says, This is what it means. He so says, you remember that pasuk at the beginning of Dvarim? Of course we remember it. We learned it. chazal Sh'ayideh sh'lo ratzou likabe'el, mi lo ratzah likabe'el? Aishav lo ratzah likabe'el. Yishma'el lo ratzah likabe'el. Mikach ze zarach In other words, v'nei Israel would might have also said, I mean, you know, we don't know if v'nei Yisra'el received the Torah. So you say, okay, God offered them the Torah. So you take it, God gives away something, you take it, but we see no. It took great strength to accept the Torah. It was much easier, as Esau of Israel proved, not to, to reject the Torah. They accepted the Torah. They accepted the Torah. <laughs> Lachain Khainin Tsarmi Machlik Lashon Kanal. Machlik Lashon, remember that Prosak in Mishlay that he quoted? That is a, 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 a your tongue is uh, slippery and you're able to do things with your tongue. So according to according to the Swatamat, according to the Swatamat, Sharon Pair it's not just an aggregate of things that were left out of Tarasha Bichdav, and it's not true, according to the Sfata, that the Tarasha B'alpeh existed in its entirety someplace, and all we had to do was pull it down. But that Tarash B'alpeh represents a human achievement, a human achievement where we say we can also have something to say about the Torah, quite uh, more than that. We have to have something to say about the Torah. We have to stick to the rules, we have to do it the way Moshe Rabbeinu taught it to us, but we have to keep doing it. Otherwise the Torah is going to disappear. Because Torah is the Torah Shebechtab that Moshe Rabbeinu gave us, but it's also the Elah varim which creates the humanity within each and every each and every one of us. <coughs> so that's the Book of Devarim, and you notice that the psukim that the Sfata Met refers to, the first pasuk in the book, and the second pasuk in the Parasha of Vizot Habracha, those two psukim teach us what is going on in the Book of Devarim. And when Moshe Rabbeinu is talking, I mean, that's all about the mitzvot of the Book of the Bible. Moshe is talking to Bnei Yisrael and telling them what the Torah wants of them. These are the dvarim Moshe yedaber, while and of the and God approves and includes them. Those words of Moshe Rabbeinu in the Torah, and that's the model that we that we work with. So on Simchat Torah. When we read the parasha of the Zotabracha. That's what we do on, on Simcha Torah. We have to understand that the Simcha... I mean, what, what does Simcha come from? Uh, I would say. The Simcha of Simcha Torah does not come from the fact that we are singing and dancing. I mean, it's not like we impose the Simcha on ourselves. But we are singing and dancing because of something that happened. Now you could say that what happened is we finished the Torah, but I mean, we knew that. We would we were going to finish the Torah. I mean, what's the big deal? According to the Svach Met, the Simcha is, it's like you discover, yeah, somebody has a chronic illness, and he discovers a cure. It's right there, right there for somebody, he can cure himself. And he does. So of course he would be he would be happy. What if you discovered <coughs> the uh, you know life? What kind of life really is? It would make you happy. So that's the book of Devarim. The book of Devarim is about our interact action, like interactivity, with the Torah, shebichdav <laughs> to produce the Torah shebaalpeh. This is realized in the book of the Parashah of the Zotabracha. On this posse Shemi Seir, Zarachmi Seir Lamo, the Paran, Basimir Kodesh, Mi Minoish Dat This is <coughs> the posse that was said by Moshe Rabbeinu to say that varim connects to Matantara. On Matantara, we learned that there's a tremendous potential. Potential that human being had, that's how they received the Torah but in Dvarim we learned that the great simcha of our existence is in being part of the tradition of the Torah we call that Torah Shemalpeh and it's an opportunity for each and every one of us this Shabbat is Sukkot we don't read the Pasha of the but we will eventually get to Chag <coughs> We'd have in uh, Mariv.